0: This is The Art of the Hookup, your straightforward guide to a successful sex life. I'm Georgie Wolfe, an Aussie escort and total hookup enthusiast. Welcome to Episode 9. This episode reveals the secrets of having an incredible threesome. I'm joined by Alice Gray, an accomplished independent escort. Together, we're going to share some ideas on how to get a three-way happening and how to make it enjoyable for everyone involved. Before we get started, just a reminder that this podcast is adults only. And with that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Georgie here. I'm a Melbourne writer, sexual adventurer and independent escort from Melbourne, Australia. My mission is to talk honestly about all the stuff you need to know to have a great hookup. And by that, I mean finding the people that are right for you, negotiating amazing sex, and walking away feeling good about yourself. This is the episode you adventurous folks have been waiting for. You might think threesomes are something that only happen in porn or in the movies, but more and more folks these days are experimenting with the menage a trois. So how can we get a three-way happening, and how do we make sure it goes well? This episode seeks to answer these questions with the help of independent escort Alice Gray. Hello, Hello, Alice. <laughs> How are you going? I have eaten too many Tim Tams. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the Tim Tams. Pleasure. I'm actually starting to feel a little bit ill. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Better you eat them than me. Is My that, waistline thanks you. Was that why? Were they for me? Have I been waylaid with Tim Tams? Did a you little. just bring them so that I could eat them? Oh, get just to make sugar. me feel better about eating them. Well, oh, I hope I accomplished that <laughs> because I think I polished off half the packet before <laughs> we actually started. Perfect. <laughs> So you're an independent escort. Um, We talked about what a sex worker is um, a couple of episodes ago, but I'm going to like just chuck a definition again quickly for anyone that's that's missed it. So my definition of a sex worker is basically anyone who trades um, sex or just like sexy related sort of services for payment. Yeah. And when it comes to being an independent escort, what's that all about? Independent escorting
1: essentially means that you work for yourself and often by yourself. You can collaborate with other people, but generally you manage your own stuff and you manage your own clients.
0: So you're like going out to see clients Mm -hmm. um, and you're mostly doing like sexy stuff, but also sex stuff. Yeah. How did you get started in this?
1: Oh, it was five years ago and it was a financial decision. Um, I'd always been pretty open to the idea of the sex industry, but I was... I was such a chicken. I didn't realise you were a chicken. Yeah, I know, I know. I've come so far. Um, So I was living at home and my dad couldn't really support my brother and I. And I was working two casual jobs and trying to do full-time uni. And it was such a a stressful time. Minimum wage sucks. It does. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't until I got into second year uni that I met this chick who was a stripper. And I went, okay, I'm going to be that what I now perceive to be that annoying vanilla
0: person who's like, oh, sex industry, how do I get in this? Show me all the things. Well, that's how we all start, right? Like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And then we find someone and go, go tell me, tell me how to get into the industry. (laughs) Like, we all go through that.
1: That's right. So I fangirled a little bit and then took it seriously eventually. And now I've been on this journey for a long time and it's
0: the best job I've ever had. Me too. High five to that. (laughs) And I do think that you're a real professional and I've always admired oh, your work. Thank you. And I've f- admired yours. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, this is how we met. So um, people might not know, unless they're they're big Twitter fans, mm. that we met on Twitter we did. because I was sort of perving on Alice's pictures on Twitter <laughs> and then I started flirting with Alice on Twitter until finally a client decided to book us this for a double. Right. And this yes. is how we actually met. So we met... Uh, to do a threesome, we did, and that was that was our first meeting. What a way to meet someone for the first time! It's it's actually pretty good. You just go from, uh, hey, nice to meet you to to knowing someone pretty well, yeah, pretty fast, yeah, right? Absolutely. And you know that's my specialty: going from knowing someone not at all to knowing them extremely well, naked. Definitely, definitely. So that was great.
1: And nudity is such an icebreaker as well because once all the clothes come off, you're just like, well
0: this is it, this is me, let's have fun. And then you're just honest with each other because someone's seen you naked and you feel like there's nothing left to hide.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it is so liberating as well.
0: So since then we have been doubles partners on and off and it's been really fun. And I'm curious, um, so obviously the threesomes we've done together at work, so a double is like a a sex industry term for when a client books two workers for a threesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Apart from the stuff we've done together, what sort of threesomes do you encounter in your professional life? All sorts of threesomes.
1: Um, I basically stuck to experiencing threesomes at work that involved two female sex workers and one male client. And that's what we call MFF threesomes. That's Male, female, female. Exactly. And I have recently branched out to also include people of other genders and mixing those genders up. So I recently had a threesome with two males um, and myself, so that is an MMF threesome. Lots of fun. Oh, my God. And I have a booking coming up with a trans person um, who is Mm -hmm. pre-op, and I feel like that's going to be a really amazing and eye-opening
0: experience, and I'm really looking forward to it. That's so fucking great. Yeah. I kind of feel like the idea when we talk about threesomes, everyone, but particularly blokes, Mm -hmm. are thinking of a threesome as one straight guy, mm. and then two girls that are into each other. Yes. Because that's like the average bloke's fantasy, right? Yeah. That they'll both be all over each other and then they'll all be really into him, that yeah. sort of stuff. But in fact, threesomes exist in so many different different configurations. That's right. I once had an, an all-girl threesome. I got picked up oh, by two cool. ladies once, which was great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they're like moving outside of, yeah, like strictly... The guy stuff, there's, like, so many other types of people that that's might want right. to get in on the action. Exactly. Um, I think that's so cool that you're seeing a trans person. Me too. Because it takes so much nerve to get naked even in front of one person. Sometimes if you're transitioning. Exactly. Uh, like you it super, super vulnerable. impressed. Yeah.
1: And I couldn't imagine just the amount of courage that it would have taken to have approached a sex worker going, hey, let's, you know, let's bump uglies, but also can we bring another person into this? Totally. Like, I just admire their confidence and I love the fact that they're really
0: embracing this time of their life. And this is like a good thing to sort of acknowledge that for most people, even just most regular people, um, you know, without all these extra complications and fears, uh, a threesome can be really fucking scary.
1: (laughs) Yes. Especially if you are a client that's hiring two escorts um, that you haven't met before. So you're basically having two strangers turn up, and you're supposed to jump into
0: bed with these two people at once, and you don't know them. Yeah, what? it's hard enough getting to know one person that you've just met to get yeah. sexy with, and then when you're paying them, that's an extra level of sort of nervousness. Absolutely, right. So I see a lot of um, couples. Yeah, couples are definitely one of the things. I, one of the things I love to do. I always say that <laughs> couples are definitely the kind of people I like to see. Yeah, and um, do, and do. But <laughs> without without fail, they're yeah. always super nervous, especially uh, for time oh gorgeous. it is it's just yeah. lovely i love it i love it and then sort of explaining to them that everyone's nervous their first time yeah. Uh, yeah. i also have a lot of free threesomes in my personal life you do i admire that so much i was just thinking about it while we were having tea earlier yeah. in tim tans how embarrassing the story of my first threesome is but i can actually share it if you want to hear it it's, yeah it's really you? It so it was the 90s okay i was a bit of a you know, like a bit alternative. Okay. And I had a lot of little alternative friends. We all had black hair and wore like a lot of leather. I remember those days. Right. It wasn't the 90s, but I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my age and a, a little bit. <laughs> a lot of eyeliner, you know, on yep. everyone. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I went <clears> – <throat> oh, God, this is embarrassing. I went for a walk with two of my um, guy goth friends in a – Graveyard, because that's what we did in those days. We wandered through graveyards because we thought it was so, like, so cool. So edgy. Yeah, so edgy. And um, then we had a threesome behind the tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first threesome experience. And uh, I I try not to tell too many people this story. (laughs) Well, thank you for telling me. Firstly. And our listeners. Like, desecrating people's resting places. Like, good on you, mate. (laughs) And then, secondly, just the whole... Just the edgy. Oh, this, is, this is so sexy. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness.
1: How did the um how did the threesome go? I mean, being the first one, was it fumbly and awkward
0: or did you st- uh, excuse me, did you have a handle on it? I'm pulling a very resigned face right now because yes, it was super yeah. fumbly and awkward. Um it didn't we didn't plan it, it just happened and I sort of I sort of feel like a lot of the sex I had in my 20s was like that. I didn't plan for it to happen. It just started happening. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just go with it, which is not – it's not really the sex you want to be having. Surprise sex is not good sex. What about you? Like, is it okay to ask about your first threesome experience?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um, So my first threesome experience was – instigated by a sex worker but she's a friend of mine (laughs) god i love sex workers sex workers are great we're just super open and liberated people um yeah so this was with a sex worker and her partner and she and i had actually played previously because i had
0: hired her to teach me how to go down on women so you actually hired your friend as a sex worker. Yeah. So you were a sex work client yeah. to learn how to, uh, how to go down on ladies. That's right. I Good had a you. booking
1: with a female client coming up and I identify as pansexual, but I hadn't been with a woman in forever. So I thought, right, I'm going to get my skills
0: up to scratch. <laughs> Full marks for upskilling, <laughs> Thank right? You. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, we had played together and she went, look, do you want to? Let's do it. And so we did it. It was lots of fun. Oh, and it wasn't a
0: surprise threesome because your <laughs> no. friend asked. Yes. which is wonderful. Yes, planning is key. And I'm guessing this was with your friend and her partner. Yes. So it was a yep. M- it was an MFF threesome. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I kind of feel like those are the ones that pop up for most of us because they're the most like almost socially acceptable I, yes. in these days. Yeah. And
1: I th- think that's the one that um, the style that people talk the most about. And you're right because there is this sort of known stereotype about yep. it being exciting. And
0: Kosher. and it's almost a bit yeah. easier for um for girls to be into each other and mm-hmm. not be judged whereas yeah. it's harder for guys to be into other guys that's right so two two guy threesomes which i love i love two cool. guy one girl threesomes yep. but then there's always a bit of negotiation around well are the guys going to interact with each other or are they yeah, straight and if they're yeah. straight are they comfortable with each other that that's they can right. be naked in the same space without getting all insecure about that's their sexuality sure. And up to me, that is the mark of a, a fine man, someone who's so comfortable with their sexuality that yes. even though they're not um, into guys, they can get naked, they can do sexy stuff. And, you know, if, if they bump swords or something by accident, yeah. they're not going to freak out about it.
1: Absolutely. I have so much respect for a client of mine who engaged in this um, two male, one girl, threesome, uh, about a month ago, actually. And he is completely heterosexual, but turned around to me one day and said, Alice, I think I want to go down on a guy. And I went let's do it. And so he did. (laughs) And when we were finished, he goes, look, that was fun, but I
0: don't think it's for me. I went, full marks to you, dude. (laughs) You have to try first or you just don't know. Yes, exactly. I've met guys before who've said, hey, you know, I don't think I'm gay. I did sleep with this guy once just to check. And then I just figured it didn't feel quite the same and I figured that maybe it wasn't my thing and I'm like oh god I love you. Yes yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh judging after we have an experience what is this? As opposed to being too afraid to try in case, yes. case someone calls you a homo right. or whatever. Right yeah I also have a couple of guy friends who will get on Grinder and pick up guys um, when they haven't had much luck on Tinder with the girls yep. and that's great it's like yeah adjust your your needs to fit the circumstance like, That's right put on you for being flexible for sure I really like it and mm. I mean this is not to bash on any hetero people um, it's just cool to expand your horizon sometimes and there's nothing wrong with being hetero and there's nothing wrong with doing a threesome mm-hmm. and not wanting to touch your mates exactly. wiener exactly and I think but, that goes for girls too yes I think there is a big expectation in the sex industry for
1: girls who participate in threesomes particularly with clients to
0: be sexually intimate with one another. This is like porn, because if mm. you watch threesome porn, it's always the women always. are into each other, but yeah. the guys aren't usually into each other. But then you do get straight women that do threesomes with each other, and yeah. then there's this angst, like, well, I, don't, I don't want to do stuff with you. Yeah. Like, do we have to? And you don't, right? Yeah, you don't have to. You really don't.
1: I think, ultimately, the key to a fantastic threesome in whatever flavor it comes in is communication.
0: Yep. Talking about it yeah, talking about beforehand, asking, right? Yes, ask the questions. What sort of, um, what sort of questions and what sort of negotiations do you do when you see uh, clients, when you do threesomes in work? Do you have mm. particular discussions?
1: Yeah, so I generally have a, cli- uh, a client. <laughs> My apologies. I generally have a conversation with the client and I have a conversation with the sex worker that I'm going to be joining, whether or not I have seen that sex worker before. And the conversation usually entails a discussion about personal boundaries what their goals are, what their dislikes are. Do you like being touched here? Do you not like being touched here?
0: Do we like toys? Do we not like toys?
1: What do you expect from me? What sort of safer
0: sex stuff do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And let's just say that safer sex is mandatory, um, but sometimes people like to use different contraceptive methods to other people. And so there are a variety of options that are best
0: discussed beforehand rather than fumbling around in the moment. Because there's nothing worse than stopping yeah. when you're actually <laughs> starting to do something and having to have a long discussion. Exactly. It's a real pain in the ass. Exactly. Yeah. And how about in your personal life? Like, when threesomes have happened, mm. like, uh, how, how has that gotten started for you? Has it been someone else's idea or your idea? Have you asked? Has someone asked you? Or have you all just gotten wasted and suddenly it's happened? Ah, okay.
1: So... The first threesome that I mentioned earlier was really well discussed beforehand. Sounds like it. Yeah. They were extremely
0: respectful of me and my personal
1: boundaries, and it was just a lovely experience. And this um, is
0: really nice because when you do put, put yourself out there as yeah. a as a woman that's into women, mm. what often or sometimes happens is that um, particularly bloke friends will be like, oh, we have a thre- threesome with me and my missus. <laughs> and sometimes it's not – it's just like – there's not a lot of thought put into that and it's no. not respectful. And it's that's just right. like, oh, well, you should come and like bang my girlfriend yeah. then because that's a fantasy of mine that right. you can, you'll, you'll just put It'll out be fine. for me, won't you? It's It'll fine. be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it sounds like that wasn't the approach. It sounds like it was no. really like considered and hey, would you actually be interested in doing yeah, this with us? exactly. Um,
1: the second threesome that I had in my personal life was the total opposite end of that. And I am ashamed to admit it because I am such an advocate for
0: communication. But sometimes it happens this way, right?
1: That's right. It's a bit, a bit of an accident, sort
0: of. bit, bit loose. <laughs> it was a bit loose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I was on one of those Kentucky holidays in Europe with my mate and um, she and I decided that, you know, when in Amsterdam. We were going to do all the Amsterdam do things. Do crazy shit. Yeah. So we had had a bit of a a long day of touristy stuff and I don't think we'd eaten very much and so we got a little bit too drunk and decided to accost one of the boys on a Kentucky. And um, she and I, both being independent escorts at the time, had had sex together many times.
0: So you're feeling pretty confident. Yeah. And how did you make the approach?
1: Well, we sort of were dancing and there was some flirting. So there was some preamble.
0: This is the bit I love. Mm. Like, there's a bit of a confusion because yeah. the guy is flirting with one of you, and then, then the other one starts flirting, and then he's like, "Hang on, who's hitting on you?" Because right. it has to be one of you. Because exactly. you know, this is what best friends do. They decide who's gonna who's gonna hit on the guy, and the yeah. other one steps back. But when the other one doesn't, then it's like, "What's what's going what's on? Going what's on? happening?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the three of us have gone back to our hotel room, and there's been some food. There's been some more drinks in the room, and then. To be honest, it's it's a little fuzzy. Um, (laughs) All of a sudden there are clothes on the floor and sex is starting to happen. And I woke up the next morning. I was supposed to be on the bus at 6. I woke up at 8.30. You missed the bus. I missed the bus. You all missed the bus. Three of us missed the bus. Actually, no, my apologies. The two of us missed the bus. Who didn't miss the bus? At some point during the night, my friend and our... Uh, companion decided to retire and go and do their own thing which Mm -hmm. was absolutely fine
0: he kind of got up and left and left you all behind (laughs) oh that is a total dick move come on the funny thing is they're still friends now i would have disowned him (laughs) it's like mate i gave you this amazing threesome and then you bailed and left us to miss our tour bus i
1: know i had this moment when i saw the time that i was just sort of looking at my um, my mobile device it was as if time had stopped and i just couldn't believe what the time was oh my
0: god why didn't he wake you <laughs> up like
1: why did he do a runner do you know i think so he couldn't get back into my room because i had keys mm. um but he said because i'm still friendly with him now because he's friends with my mate um He said that he tried to wake my friend up, but she was just
0: too drunk out of it.
1: (laughs) So he wrote us a message um, through social media and went, look, I'm sorry, I tried waking your friend
0: up. I did my best. So I take it back. Maybe he wasn't a total asshole.
1: No, he wasn't a total asshole, but we still pick on him for it. (laughs) And um, yeah, every time the three of us get together, there's so many laughs and there hasn't been any future threesomes between us, but um, it is a funny thing to talk about.
0: I guess what I'm curious about is I know a lot of blokes that would love to have threesomes. Mm. Well, most of the threesomes that I've had, it's been my idea because mm. that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> what are the reasons why I love you? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious for, for your, your average bloke who might want to have a, a threesome with two mm-hmm. chicks um, and he might – this person might have a partner or they might be single. Mm. What's, what's your best advice for a dude that wants to get a threesome happening? Do's and don'ts. Because I feel like there are some pretty strong don'ts in yeah. this case. I want to be an
1: advocate for honesty is the best policy. But mm-hmm. there is a fine line between being open about what you want and being sleazy.
0: And walking up to your, um, you know, your girlfriend's workmate. Yeah. happened to me and going, ah, oh, so like we should have a three-way. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. But, oh, you're married to her. <laughs> right. Thanks for filling me in. And no. <laughs> but also no. <laughs> but also no. Can you imagine an awkward day in the office the yeah, next day? I have a don't shag. Your workmates rule. Anyway, yeah. I'm definitely not having a threesome with you and no. your wife whom I work with. So there, there are times when you just don't ask, right? No yeah. matter how badly you want it. Don't no don't matter ask. how hot you think those two lesbians are at the mm. lesbian bar, right? You just <laughs> do not ask them for a fucking threesome or you're no. going to get punched. <laughs> if you've got a partner... Discuss it with your partner first.
1: Yeah. It's always good, I think, to go with a compromise between what you and your partner or who you and your partner want. Um, I also think it's a good idea to make that third person a random person.
0: Just in case Just. things are weird. Yes. Or at least for <laughs> your first time. And this yeah. is why so many couples who are looking to open up their relationships see sex workers yeah. because you know a sex worker is not going to try and steal your boyfriend. That's right. Or lose their shit and halfway through. And there's no through. weird jealousy issues. Well, there um, could be jealousy, you know, with the couple if they haven't tried it before. Well, that's true. That's but a you very know that the third person won't get jealous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And for a single guy who's looking to hook up with two girls, I mean, yeah, just be honest. But as you said, don't just walk up to someone and be like, hey, want to get into bed? Actually spend time communicating with them first. And depending on the context, it may very well be appropriate to say, look,
0: I'm actually interested in doing this. Do you think that you would be too? You know the times when I think it works as opposed mm. to the time it doesn't. So, like, yeah, a threesome is great. But if a guy's only interested in you because he thinks that you might give him what he wants, mm. that's not very sexy. Like, if a guy walks oh, up I mean. and says, hey, so I heard that you do threesomes and I really want to have a threesome, so do you mind just, like, making all my dreams come true? Because that'd be great for me. No, and I'm I like,
1: feel so objectified yeah, by yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like at least get to know me as a person.
0: <laughs> Whereas if a friend I've had for a long time, mm. a guy friend, where we're close or we're flirty mm. or we've had sex before, comes up and goes, look... I really want to have my first threesome mm. and I just think, you know, I really trust you and I think you'd be a really safe person mm. to, to do this with. Is this something you would be interested in? Then I know that it's about it's about me. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about me being a placeholder for some, some rando bloke's fantasy. That's right. Because, yeah, that's shit. Like um, I don't I don't want to do a threesome that just involves making some random dude happy. It should be about everyone yeah. and what everyone wants.
1: Well, you've got three people
0: there, so that's three times
1: the needs, right?
0: To right. be respectful of all of them. So maybe, I don't know, like maybe walking up to random women um, or people you don't know very well mm. is bad, particularly if it's because you know they're bisexual. Maybe not a good place to maybe start, great. in my honest opinion.
1: I really think, as you said, just start with a friend, someone that you trust, maybe someone that you've slept with before. Before.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, I would say almost certainly someone you've slept yeah. with before. Then you could go, hey, so we have a good yeah. vibe in the sect. Do you want to? Take it a bit further. Mm. Yeah.
1: I really wouldn't recommend anyone who has no sexual experience to start with a threesome. It's really there's, challenging. Yeah, just a lack of personal understanding, I think, um, that is absolutely necessary for navigating those situations. And it's
0: scary too. Like threesomes mm. are the the more advanced moves mm. of um, of sex. Yeah, you, you don't want to launch straight into that. You want a little bit of sexual experience under right. your belt. Because not only is there um, are there personal boundaries to watch out for, but you've got to be making sure that you are safe as well ah which brings us to a whole other thing so safety is a thing for threesomes safety is a thing for sex in general yes as someone who picks up a lot of random people on online dating apps i (laughs) I love that (laughs) (laughs) and while we're talking about dating apps i should add Mm. that there is a um there is an online dating app for threesomes it's called Who's Field. There? Yes. Very cool. It used to be called Thrinder, but then I think they got into some legal trouble with Tinder, oh, so they changed it. Oh, I can see why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can find people online for threesomes. You can go on to this places like adult matchmaker yes. or, uh, you know, personal sites. But yeah. same safety rules apply, That's right? right? Personal safety is super important and for yes. everyone, not just not just girls, but no. Everyone. Guys as well. Mm. Guys as well. And then once you, uh, once you actually get into the, the room with people, mm-hmm. um, what sort of strategies do you have around safety, like, in person? Oh, I've put you on the spot now. You have. Oh, there are so <laughs> many, so many options. Okay. First and foremost,
1: I think condoms are so necessary. Um, sexual health is something that you really want to maintain and take care of. And I, I don't think many people know
0: this, but the common cold is an STI. Well, I mean, yeah, as every person who's ever gone to a sex party knows, yes. if one person has a cold, everyone has it. That's right.
1: So yeah, you do want to use condoms and make sure that you're not um, spreading anything. Um, but you also just don't want to turn up and have a threesome if you're sick, because that's two other people who you're going to get sick.
0: I feel particularly strongly about this when I mm. see um, couples who are just opening up their relationship. Mm. Like I feel like if you're taking the really brave step of Going out and trying to play with, invite a third person into your relationship, it leaves a really bad first impression if what you get out of that is an STI or even a cold. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But just on the topic of, of condoms, there are so many varieties that I think
0: should be explored
1: and can be explored as well.
0: Give us all your condom tips because I think that like a lot of us just turn up with like one in our back pocket, which is bad for a whole load of reasons. (laughs) But actually, there are so many things that need to be considered when you rock up for a a big epic three-way. Yeah. uh, And one of those is just bringing enough condoms. Yes. Because you're going to be often taking them off um, and and swapping them. And
1: swapping and then... All of the things. Let,
0: let's slow down and talk about why. So the whole mm. – um, I feel like it took me a while to catch on to this and, in fact, <laughs> you're one of the people that really helps me out, right? Yeah, yeah. So that the whole idea of safer sex is that none of your sticky bits touch anyone else's. Yeah. And that doesn't – that means, like, you don't can't go for some mad scissoring or something. No. But it also means things like – if you're fucking someone and then they go fuck someone else, they need to change the condom. That's right? right.
1: That's right, because you'll be exchanging bodily fluids from one person and giving them to the next person and that sort of negates the whole point of being safe. Right? So <laughs> if yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So if you're in a two girl, one guy threesome mm. Mm. and there's a lot of swapping back and forth between partners, yeah. like dick swapping. <laughs> that's a lot of condoms you're gonna go so through. So many condoms. Right? But I have a hack.
1: Really? Well, not a hack, but it's some advice. Chemist Warehouse, uh-huh. beauty that it is, Yes, sells packs of Skins condoms. And I believe they're in 40
0: or 50. Mm-hmm.
1: Grab yourself a box oh and just God. bring it with you. <laughs> you're not going to go through 50,
0: but... <laughs> I have done that. I've bought the mega You've box. you gone through 50? <laughs> um, sex parties. Ah,
1: oh, nice. Yep, okay. Same deal. Everyone's taking yep.
0: condoms off and putting them on and changing them all the time. Yes. And even if you're having like really vigorous sex, mm-hmm. you want to keep changing the condom to make sure it doesn't exactly. wear out and break. So that—that's yeah. your fifty pack of condoms, right there. It's
1: phenomenal, and I feel like it's really important to note that penises aren't the only things that wear condoms. You can have them for fingers, just in case you want to put them somewhere, like okay, in someone's putting butt. gloves
0: on. <laughs> yes, yeah, because again, same rules apply, right? If you touch someone's junk and then touch someone else's junk, mm-hmm. that's an STI risk. Like you're spreading exactly. stuff. Exactly. I always like to say,
1: I, I always like to keep my dominant hand for myself mm-hmm. and keep my non-dominant hand for others. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can just keep track of that, I know it gets complex when there's all these limbs
0: going everywhere, but it just stops the spread of things. I actually do it slightly differently, and I call this the two-hand trick. Oh, so, yeah. if I'm with two other people, I'll use my right hand for one person mm-hmm. and my left for another. Oh, it I means like I don't it. I don't get to, you know, do anything to myself, yes. but at least it means that I remember which usually which hand belongs to That's which great. person, That's and great. then I only touch um, the junk of um, of each person with one, yes. one hand. Yes. Fantastic. And that can be helpful, but you do have to remember which hand is which. Yes. And If you stop halfway through and suddenly think, shit, was it, was my left for Lucy <laughs> and my right for Roger or, uh, Oh shit! Um, and then, then you need to wash your hands.
1: Yes, because hand sanitizer is good. Just don't get it confused with your loop.
0: I'm always super nervous <laughs> about having hand sanitizer on the bedside table, yeah. just because I know it, it really stings. It does, and I, like you really want to make sure that shit is off your hands before you touch yourself. That's it, because it can <laughs> be awkward to just sort of get up and say,
1: sorry, guys, I'll be right back. Enjoy yourselves. So if you are feeling a little bit uncomfortable with that, it is an option. You but can just get stuck into the hand sanitizer. Definitely preferable to go and wash your hands with soap.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, so far we've got this, like, little shopping list of safer sex sort of yeah. equipment. We've got your 50-pack of, of yes. uh, skin condoms yep. <laughs> from Chemist Warehouse. And I say that because they are latex-free. So
1: if you don't know the um, – sensitivity requirements of your third
0: party or if they're allergic to latex yes and if it's a stranger you just found on the internet you know because that happens then yeah maybe maybe right
1: yeah it's just a nice safeguard just to make sure that no one gets irritated or sensitive and that could ruin the fun
0: i just find they feel nicer too because they, they're not as too. rubbery yeah. yeah so we've got our 50 pack of um condoms mm-hmm. then we've got our um gloves yes then we've got our hand sanitizer yes And then we've got our lube because, oh, my God, you need so much lube. If you're going to have a marathon sex session with anyone, you need lube. But if you're going to have a marathon sex session with multiple people, you should be throwing that shit around everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Lube is your friend. You can never have too much lube. Just make sure that you're not using oil-based lube with um, latex condoms.
0: All-based lube with latex condoms is a really bad idea because it will make your condom explode. Yes. Yes. I prefer (laughs) silicon lube. Silicon lube is really nice and it lasts forever. It's really annoying having to – keep re- reapplying the water-based lube mm, when you're yeah. trying to, like, you know, it takes a lot of brain space trying to negotiate sex with two people at once, mm-hmm. a lot of concentration. So having to stop all the time and reapply a lube is a real yeah. pain in the butt. It's annoying. Sometimes silicone it's a literal lube can pain in the longer. butt. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I like that. <laughs> silicone lube can last longer. So as yep. long as you, you're you happy with it, it can actually be a really good option. Yeah. So we've got our condoms. We've got mm-hmm. our gloves, possibly. Mm-hmm. We've got our lube. Yep. What's next on the shopping list? Toys. <gasps> Yes. Look, toys aren't for everyone, but I
1: feel that they can really enhance a threesome experience. Mm. I like to say that there are two recipes for a really great threesome, just Mm -hmm. to digress briefly. Do it. Because the toys are the exception to this recipe. Really? (laughs) Okay, tell us. So the first method is the daisy chain. Mm -hmm. So you'll have one person who is, for example, laying on their back, might Mm -hmm. be receiving oral from the second person, who might be receiving
0: oral or penetrative sex from the third person. So it's a bit like what they call a fuck train in porn, yeah. except with less PIV sex and more just people doing things to each other. Exactly. But in a, in a line. The idea like is a human centipede, but sexier.
1: <laughs> so much sexier. I'm sorry. Unless
0: you're into that. I just took that somewhere really <laughs> wrong. You did.
1: <laughs> um, it, the idea is to make sure that everyone's um, receiving pleasure at the same time so that no one's left out. Uh, the second method is the piggy in the middle. So well,
0: I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> so I think, Georgie, you're pretty familiar with this one because you and I have done quite a few doubles together where yeah. we have indulged a
0: mutual client. I'd so. say leapt on some unwitting client. <laughs> yes, I understand what you're saying.
1: <laughs> I was being a little too too PC there. <laughs> uh,
0: I just mentioned the human centipede in the context of sex. I think we can go anywhere at this point. <laughs> I love
1: it. Okay. So let's say where, you know, we have a guy with two girls, guy's on his back, there might be one girl on his face and one girl on his dick. The spoiling approach.
0: I love spoiling someone. It's great at work in particular, but also just like – it's just really nice to designate the receiver and say, yeah. you, you're going to enjoy yourself so gloriously for like 10 or 15 minutes yes. and then we're going to swap over. Exactly. And then watching their eyes roll back in their head as they lie there and think, what did I ever do to deserve yep. such an amazing experience <laughs> while we're both doing sexy things to them? Exactly. Yeah, it's great. Pretty
1: amazing. So inevitably, there is going to be a point where one person is receiving penetra- uh, penetrative sex from another person. And maybe the third person has just had an orgasm, so they might be a little too sensitive to get oral from the person on their back. Or, and this is
0: an MFF threesome, right? right. If we're talking right. about two guys Sticking or with three guys example. or three girls, yeah. then things are going to change up a bit. But, yeah, with a exactly. standard model two-girl-guy scenario. Yeah.
1: So let's say the third person has just had an orgasm and they're feeling really sensitive, and so our other girl... And the guy have decided that they're going to have some hot missionary sex. Otherwise known
0: as tag team. Yeah. As in tag, you're it. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going to lie here.
1: Exactly. That's where a sex toy can come in handy. I like to say it's like having my personal porn show.
0: Oh, my God. I've experienced that. So I've I've been with couples where they're like, uh, you know, like – Just sit back for a minute. And then I proceed to sit there and watch them have sex. And because they're so into each other, Mm -hmm. it's like this amazing, like, personal sex show. Absolutely.
1: So as you're sort of coming down from your high, you could just be tenderly just touching yourself or you could be using an insertable toy Um, something that's not heavily stimulating, but while you're watching this amazing show in front of you. So I think that that's a good way of involving, um, of involving toys Mm. in threesomes. Um, you can sort of tag team on the third person as well if you are into flogging, um, or if you like strap-ons
0: or something like that, that can incorporate uh, three people You can get once. pretty creative. Yeah, Even super with the creative. tag teaming. I like to mm. just get super juvenile and slap some on the back and go, tag, you're it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> it. At, at really sudden times. But hey, that might not be everyone's way.
1: <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? I love it. And I do say this all the time. If you haven't laughed during sex, it's not good sex. So please, feel free to be yourself. Smack someone on the
0: button. Say tag. You know what happened to me? The very first threesome I ever had at work. Mm-hmm. So my first ever independent escort job was a couple's job. Oh wow! It was the first first one I ever did. Yeah. Um, I was slightly super nervous, intimidating. Super nervous. Yeah. But it was the most gorgeous, beautiful couple. They were like, they were beautiful, and they loved, um, like, classic. The, the woman had this amazing, like, 50s lingerie and it was so beautiful. beautiful. They were both beautiful people. Yeah. So we started getting into it and we Ooh. were really enjoying ourselves. Everyone was enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I can't believe this is a job. I'm never leaving this job. You know, I knew yeah. it was for me, right? Yeah. But then at one point I went to climb over someone and someone else was rolling around and I oh. got I got kicked in the head <laughs> by the lady. <laughs> And then everything stopped because she was so embarrassed. Oh no! Um, but it was fine. Like I was only slightly stunned. Oh, I kicked a client <laughs> in the head the other day. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and we had a good laugh about it. I think if you can't have a laugh in yeah. those situations, because yeah. we're, it's nerve-wracking enough being naked That's in front right. of one person. Yeah. When there's two, you just need to sort of let go of the need to look, you know, look together all the time because yeah. we just don't. That's right. It's supposed to be funny. You have to be able to laugh if something goes wrong. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just going to get awkward really fast. That's it. That's it. And if
1: you are nurturing this really open space where you're able to have a liberating threesome and you're respecting each other's boundaries, if someone does something weird, you should feel safe enough to giggle at it.
0: Totally. And then you get over it two seconds later and and it's back to the fun stuff. As opposed to everything grinding to a halt and everyone sitting around looking awkward because we don't want that. We want to skip over the awkwardness and just be like, ha ha, you know, sex, it's funny. That's how it's supposed to be. Exactly. What's What's the most awkward thing that's ever happened to you during a threesome? During a threesome.
1: Oh my God. Okay, so I wear glasses. Mm -hmm. And when I take my glasses off, I don't have a lot of depth perception.
0: <laughs> so, I see where this is going.
1: Yeah. As per your example and what I just said earlier, there has not just been the one person who's been kneed in the head ah, or kneed in the body part by you're me. are the culprit. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, I'm always the one that gets kicked in the head. You're the one that does the kicking.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what my favorite threesome moment is? What? You're, you're going to recognize that. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so um, I, am a, yeah, I have a client who is absolutely lovely, who, um, who has some disability stuff going on, and he wanted to have his first threesome, and it was a really big deal. Like, never had a threesome before, super excited about it. And so, of course, I invited Alice because you're, you're amazing oh, and just a lovely, gentle, approachable person. Thank you. Um, something that you may not know about me is that I'm a little bit of a karaoke enthusiast. <laughs> And something you may not know about Alice, or you might if you follow her on Twitter, is that she is an absolutely incredible vocalist. Oh, my gosh. Stop. I am not. But thank you. <laughs> classically trained, right? In my shower. <laughs> yes. Th- whatever. It's fine. So, so uh, we put some music on, and then we start this threesome, and it's mm-hmm. great fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, halfway through, Nickelback comes on. <laughs> and, you know, I'm lame, so I like Nickelback. So, so do I. <laughs> so I start singing along and then you start singing along and then then i just i just halfway through i'm just thinking i'm i'm fucking this dude and with my friend who's also fucking this dude and we're both seeing nickelback and this is the weirdest thing <laughs> that has ever happened to me in my entire life
1: <laughs> the funniest part of that was that we took turns going down on this poor guy humming along to Nickelback (laughs) (laughs) because I don't know if if you know this but when you are humming or making noises with your mouth as you're giving oral to someone those vibrations Mm. actually stimulate those nerves. it changes the sensation right even
0: if it's Nickelback even if it's Nickelback
1: (laughs) (laughs) we might be able to retrain some Nickelback haters out there
0: (laughs) I'm sure sure, I think I think he already liked Nickelback but I bet he likes it a whole lot more now I think so too (laughs) Hmm. So we didn't actually get to the end of that threesome shopping list. Yes, let's let's start again at the beginning. It was fifty pack of condoms. Mm-hmm. It was possibly gloves. Yes, it was lube. Yep. What's and then it was sex toys. Sex toys. Sex toys are super useful. Super useful. And just before we move on from that, my absolute favorite thing to take along mm. to a threesome, if vulvas and vaginas are involved, yes, is the Hitachi. The yes. Hitachi is this amazing personal massaging device. Mm-hmm. It has a big head on it and when you switch it on, it emits like these huge vibrations and the head is huge and it's almost, almost a guaranteed way to get almost any vulva owner to come. Mm-hmm. I say almost because not all, all people are yeah. orgasmic and sometimes it doesn't work for them. Sometimes That's it's right. too strong for people. Yeah. But for a lot of people, that is my secret weapon. If Absolutely. I'm having trouble using, uh, getting them to come with my tongue or fingers, mm-hmm. I'm like, right, I, ha- I have the magic bullet. So Hitachi would be number one on my shopping list when it comes to toys for threesomes. Mm-hmm. What's the next item? What's the next must, oh, must include I item? actually
1: have two. I had a thought um, to say that I just had one remaining, but as we're talking about vulvas, I've just been reminded of the insertable condom. Oh, what's the insertable condom? It is amazing. So you'll find these on the market labeled as female condoms, but uh-huh. as we know that people with vulvas aren't always female. Insertable condoms are really good for people with vulvas mm-hmm. who want to swap. So we were talking earlier about swapping condoms on people Dicks. with a penis Yeah, yeah.
0: as they move from one person you to another. You take that condom car. off the dick, you put in fresh condom yeah. on the dick, and then you fuck the other person.
1: Exactly. Insertable condoms totally negate that process and mean that there is no awkward condom gap, in inverted commas, As you want to start fucking someone else.
0: So explain how this works. What does an insertable condom actually look like? And where where does it go? Oh, man.
1: So these things are the ugliest looking things in the universe. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They are not aesthetically pleasing whatsoever, but they work. These things, being insertable, can go inside a vagina or they can go inside an anus.
0: So it's sort of like a... It's not like a small con- a regular condom no. that's quite skinny, it's quite a like a larger thing, right? And then you pop one end of it up inside.
1: Yeah. It's a cylindrical tube that mm-hmm. is smaller at one end than it is at the other. Uh-huh. It has a rubber ring on the internal tube mm-hmm. that you're able to use to maneuver inside of a of a hole, whether I'd it's say. your butt
0: or your pus- or your vagina. Yeah.
1: And then you've got a larger outer ring that is able to hang outside and protect the outer surface. Mm. And that's sort of uh, your protection against any sort of skin-related STIs or fluid movement transfer, that
0: sort of thing. This is probably going to get cut out but whenever I see an insertable condom, mm-hmm. it sort of reminds me a little bit of the Sarlacc in Return of the Jedi. Ah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like it's this huge tube coming up from the outside, and then yeah. it comes up onto the outside as well. That's right. Except that when you stick things in there, you're not slowly digested over a thousand years. Look, it's you just helpful, have a lot of fun.
1: Helpful not to digest the penis.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty this sure is so there wrong. is a
1: bad movie called Teeth.
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yes. Uh, so can we just forget that I. That I compared an insertable condom to the Sarlacc, <laughs> Um, because they're really fucking cool and the so reason cool. they're cool is that once you've got one on yeah you can stick whatever in there and you don't need to keep changing it exactly so if you
1: are participating in a threesome where there are two people with vaginas and one person with a penis there is no changing of condoms you just have each person with a vagina with their own insertable condom, yeah, the
0: guy can just do what he wants. And the dick doesn't need to keep swapping condoms That's because right. they're already attached to the receiver. Exactly. Yes, unless there's more than one dick. That's right. And then it need- we need to go back to the regular condoms because, yeah. of course, if someone's sticking their dick in a place where someone else's dick had been, yep. then there's the possibility that yeah. they'll transfer stuff. So
1: planning is really important because sometimes, I mean, as amazing as I think the insertable condom is, it's not the most efficient thing.
0: Yeah, depending. It depend. It depend on the configuration yeah. of dicks and yeah. cunts and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And obviously, oh, this is probably a dumb question, but you're not going to put a regular condom on a dick and then put it into an insertable condom no. because you don't want those um, different the layers frictions. of latex and yeah. plastic rubbing up against each other because that there's can a actually high cause chance a that they'll break. Yeah. So you need to stick with one or the other. That's right. But definitely nice to not have to swap condoms every Absolutely. five minutes, especially since they are quite expensive. That's right. Yeah. And as a side note,
1: a couple of people who I have tried insertable condoms with have said that they probably feel the closest to having unprotected sex than um, using regular
0: condoms does. And that's always a nice benefit. They're quite nice for guys that are a bit smaller in the pants department or who are having trouble getting it up, which is a super common issue for threesomes because we're all super nervous. And you know what happens (laughs) to wangs when they get nervous, right? They don't get hard. So often a lot of the threesomes that I have with new um new clients. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be super nervous and have mm-hmm. trouble getting an erection. And then, yeah, sometimes some of the threesomes I've had in my personal life, the, the, the guy involved or guys involved have had a little bit of trouble getting it up. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It just right. means that it's a new experience. That's right. Um, but having an insertable condom means they, that they can actually still use their dicks because often a regular condom won't stay on a dick that's not fully hard. Exactly. Whereas that doesn't matter with an insertable because it's on the cheek. Exactly. Sorry, it's on the person. That has the vagina. I'd to watch my misgendering as well. My apologies. We'd like to keep things flexible around yeah. here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, just as an afterthought, I'm reminded that unfortunately, and if we just sort of technology isn't quite there yet. Insertable condoms are not well lubricated. So you want to make sure that you're always using lube with these things, yep. both on the inside for the receiver and on the outside for the person that's going to be penetrating. So you're lubing both sides of that baby. Yep. Yeah, and plenty of it too, Plenty of it because that can get real dry real quick, especially if you're using water-based lube.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Although my vote will always be for silicone. Yes. Because that shit goes forever. It's great. (laughs) I feel like there's one more item that we haven't included, and this one might come as a bit of a surprise for some people, particularly if you're like a... By a curious yeah. chick that's going to have one of those traditional like MFF threesomes mm-hmm. with your best straight mate and you're exploring, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we don't often think that um, when we go down on people, um, that is an STI risk. So this counts that's for right. dicks and it also counts for pussies. It does. Um, if you go down on your mate's pussy, you can actually transmit some stuff, gonorrhea, exactly. um, chlamydia, yep all that sort of thing. So if that's um, a concern and if that's something you'd like to look after, then um, enter the humble dental dam. Yeah. And a dental dam is a very, very thin piece of latex mm-hmm. um, that you put between your mouth and the pussy of the person you're going yes. down on. A lot of people don't use them. Sometimes when I pull them out at work, mm. um, people go, what's that? The lady goes, what the fuck is that? And then I show them and then they have like three orgasms and then it's fine. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people are afraid of even mentioning it because yeah. a lot of a lot of people and a lot of women who only have sex with men, or mm-hmm. um, you know, vagina owners that only have sex with vagina owners, mm-hmm. are really against the dental dam because it means that they can't really um, like get the taste and the yeah. smell of, of people's junk, and that sometimes that's fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what I find is that with a bit of practice, um, you can actually get a lot happening. Definitely, right?
1: practice makes perfect. I cannot stress that enough.
0: Yeah, so it really the answer helps. here is have lots of sex. Totally, and experiment <laughs> like experiment with your condoms dental dams yes. with your insertive condoms have some good if you have good friends where well, you can do yeah. you know practice threesomes threesome sex lab yeah pull oh, all this fun. stuff out and give it a go <laughs> see what works why not have a laugh definitely I'd um, like to mention um, because a lot of
1: dental dams that I've experienced are uh, do include latex as someone who's latex free Thank you I have meant um, to bring skin condoms being latex free in my bag. So you have to bring a pair of scissors because you can actually mm-hmm. cut up the condom, stretch it and out, and use it and as, use a, as a
0: dental dam. My only problem with that is that mm. skin condoms smell funny. They do. Flavoured lube is your friend. Cling wrap. Cling wrap. Cling wrap, yep. I like it. Cling wrap, sorry. That's all the Tim Tams stuck in my <laughs> mouth. So your your garden variety cling wrap, mm-hmm. as long as you don't thrust your tongue th- through it by accident, if you get a bit enthusiastic. Because yeah, it is quite thin, It hey? is quite thin. Yeah. Um, could definitely be a good stopgap. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and again, uh, like some people may or may not choose to utilize these various different things. And it is up to you yeah. and to everyone you're with to decide what safer sex yes. standards are important. Yes. What I normally do with um, with couples that I see is I'll sit them down and go, hey, okay, like here are my safer sex standards. Mm-hmm. And mine are condoms for PIV, penis yep. and vagina yep. sex, um, condoms for going down on guys, yep. and dental dams for going down on the ladies mm-hmm. and then they might say yeah that sounds great or they might say oh well, we don't normally use condoms for the head and I say well it's fine if you were to do that with you guys but you need to stick to my safer sex yeah. standards as well so whoever has the stricter safer sex standard That's will right. always go with that.
1: Just in saying that Georgie what would happen if you know let's say I've got a partner for mm-hmm. example And I wanted to have a threesome with you, but I'm fluid-bonded with my partner, which means that we regularly have unprotected sex Mm -hmm. um, with each other. But if I wanted to go down on him without a condom and kiss him, how does that affect you?
0: Well, I mean, if someone was going down on their partner... Um, and then kissing me, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's an STI risk. Or Something if someone's having of. sex with their partner, yeah. and then I'm going down on someone's vag yes. after someone is, particularly if they've if someone's come there. Yeah. But even just your general like juices and stuff, all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And this is one of the reasons that I like to really stress that maybe safer sex needs to be a bit different. Even if you're an, even if you're part of a couple and you're inviting a third person in, maybe yeah. you might need to be open to doing things a bit more differently. I think so too. Than you would if you were just alone. Yes, um, because it is really hard to keep track of what sticky stuff is going where. That's right, um, and it can be you know it might have been something you've never had to think about because you and your partner do the do the dirty all the time without condoms you've been tested yep. and had those conversations but once you bring that third person in suddenly it's a whole other standard definitely and this there's a is, lot of oh, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a conversation that i've had with so many of my couple clients mm-hmm. who have you know regularly indulged in unprotected sex with each other because you know they're operating safely they're yeah, they've, got they've got those agreements in place um one you know, totally following that example that you gave. They will have unprotected sex and then one of them will want to kiss me or go down on me and I have to go,
0: whoa, hang on, let's have a shower. Because we don't (laughs) often think about this stuff. Yeah, I always try, whenever um, I do invite someone in for a threesome, I try and think about who might be um, a newcomer or who Mm. might be less experienced and actually take time to say to them, okay, what are your safer sex standards? Like, how can we look after you? And a big part of the fun of threesomes is that Um, you are all really close and you're getting to know each other. And part of that is looking after everyone. Yes. So making sure that they're not nervous, making sure that you get consent for everything, not just not assuming that because your wife or girlfriend loves, you know, the the three-finger trick or something, that Mm -hmm. this new lady that's with you guys is going to want the same thing. Exactly. Um, It's super easy when you're in a partnership to forget that other people are different. Exactly. And it's
1: good to ask. And that's why that initial conversation that we spoke about earlier is so important. You establish each other's boundaries, their likes, their dislikes, and it's also important to check up on those and maintain them as while you're going along yeah hey
0: hey how's that feeling hey how are you feeling at the moment you're feeling good great yeah let's keep going exactly i have a bit of a rule around this mm. uh, what do i call it i call it keeping the pack together yeah because you know wolf pack wolf, <laughs> i it? love it, it? yeah Oh, i'm so lame <laughs> it's um, good. so basically and i don't know if real wolf packs do this but the mm. idea is that you never leave anyone behind. Yes. So the strongest always protects the weakest. Yep. Whoever is most confident or most experienced mm-hmm. in the threesome should should work out which of the other two are the least confident, least yep. experienced, most nervous or yep. most vulnerable and then make a special effort to protect that person. Oh, that's lovely. So normally I'm the the lead wolf i'm, yep. I'm the alpha male <laughs> i'm the person that's experienced you I'm are professional yep. and so i walk into the situation and i go who's who's more scared here who's uh more worried that things might go wrong or like who needs more information and more support and mm. often in a uh, when i'm seeing couples mm-hmm. hetero couples it's the wife or the yep. girlfriend because yep. they're nervous that uh you know that i'm going to try and steal their man or you know yeah. they're feeling insecure but it's not always i once had a um a Husband, yeah, lock himself in the bathroom <gasps> oh. in the hotel room because he was so scared.
1: Oh, bless, he's gotten a I themselves. know, bless him, bless oh. him.
0: So, me and me and the, the wife on the other side of the bathroom door, yeah. sort of talking under the door, going, Darling, it's okay, you can come out. We won't do anything that you don't want. I promise we'll take it slowly. Oh. <laughs>
1: or, you know, it is okay to just stop
0: the brakes, it is course. okay to say, Look. Let's not do
1: anything. Let's chat, have a glass of wine. No expectations. No and It only
0: go as far as we want. Yes. And I feel like sometimes uh, when we want to do a threesome, we feel this pressure, yeah. particularly our first time, that we have to do everything. Right. For it to be successful, it has to be hot. We have to do all the things and, and everyone problems. has to come, right? Yes. But sometimes it's better just to start slowly and experiment and mm-hmm. say, okay, like, let's just make out with someone else. Yeah. And then next time, let's try something else. Dip your toes in first. I feel like... Clients who
1: come to me with a massive list of expectations, almost like a shopping list. You're almost always going to be let down. You need
0: to take those expectations off the table and just do what feels right at the time. Yes, absolutely. I try and safe word my interactions. Mm -hmm. So um, with all the couples that I see and with most of the people that I see in my normal life, I'll say, hey, like just before we start – Can we use traffic life safe safe words? Yes. And they say, what's that? And I say, it's three words, green, orange, red. Mm -hmm. Green means I'm great. Keep going. Everything's fine. Orange means whatever we're doing right now isn't working for me. Yes. And red means emergency. Everything has to stop. Not great. But Georgie, do we need an everything's okay alarm? Yeah, we do. Because uh, what will happen is I will be fucking someone's husband mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'll look over at the wife or girlfriend and, you know, maybe they're, they're looking a little bit uneasy and at that point I need to know that they're okay. Ah. So I will say, hey, are we, are we still green? And then she'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're totally green. I'm enjoying this. This is great. So it's
1: not about someone sitting in the corner of the room going, green, 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 green. It's about checking in and
0: asking the question. Totally. It's not super awkward. You're not having to shout green every second. <laughs> it's just giving you a little word so that I can say, hey, uh, are we green? Because you look like you're about to cry. And then they can either say, no, I'm green or, yeah, I'm about to cry. I think my marriage is over. No, that never happens. Oh no, It <laughs> always ends well. It always ends well. I did have someone cry once. Um, again, I was fucking her boyfriend mm. and halfway through she just burst into tears and this stuff happens oh, like you don't really know whether you're going to enjoy a threesome right. until you try that's it and you don't know if you're going to get jealous and maybe we'll get jealous and it's not the end of the world but you've got to address that stuff when it comes exactly. up so what happens is she ran off everything stopped yep. Uh, In a perfect world, she would have called red, red, but she was clearly upset, so we knew it was a red. Yeah. And then I went and hung out with her in the kitchen, and we talked and hugged it out and, you know, had a bit of a chat about the feelings, and then it was all fine. Oh, that's really wonderful. But sometimes you just get caught by surprise. That's it. you see someone fucking your partner and go, oh, actually, this is oh, This isn't the sexy experience I thought it would be. Right. And in that that moment, you need to be able to call red. You need to be able to get everything to stop. Even if it means you start having sex again and again in a minute, you just – you just need to take your time. There's Manage no point Those feelings. There's no point pushing yeah. through something that you're not enjoying because yes. that just ruins it for everyone. Oh,
1: for sure. And um, so did was she able to
0: return to the sexy stuff or did she prefer for everything to stop? So we had a really good chat. It took yep. a long time and then she was able to return and we got back into bed together and we just, we took it down a notch. Nice. So instead of like the crazy ass sex we've been having, yeah. we just stuck with making out and touching and just oh, keeping it beautiful. really nice. And beautiful. that she was a really good really way really to go. really
1: appreciated that. What a good job you did.
0: It's a good learning too, because sometimes we don't know how we're going to react uh, until we get there.
1: That's and right. uh,
0: then we've learned something about ourselves. So like, I think that's yeah. a useful experience to
1: have. And I think that on the opposite side of that, it's really important not to denigrate someone for saying no. Totally. If they have started out by giving their consent for this experience and then they withdraw it,
0: don't make them feel bad about it because we're all, we're all human and we can change our minds. And pressuring someone into a threesome, whether mm. it's your partner or a random person, you're going to have shit sex. Exactly. If someone's uncomfortable... You're going to be on edge because you can tell that they're not enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And then everything, all the, like the dynamic gets all weird and the, yeah. the vibe gets weird and yeah. it's just awful. Definitely. Definitely. So consent, I think, should be the last
1: thing on our shopping list or actually the, Maybe first, the first thing. first thing, right? You can prepare for the threesome, but you do still have to ask everyone if they want to participate. <laughs> Don't
0: buy your 50 pack of condoms until you've <laughs> asked first because, man, that's going to be an expensive mistake. And it's going to take a long time to get through those individually. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not too long for me, but hey. <laughs>
1: I love it. That's great. <laughs>
0: Actually, um, I
1: <laughs> I consider it a personal achievement because I've just reached the end of a
0: 200 pack of insertable <gasps> condoms that I purchased oh a my year God. ago. That's another high five. <laughs> Woohoo! Where did you get them from? Where do you get your insertable condoms from? I buy them in bulk through eBay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I did try and get them through adult stores in Melbourne, but unfortunately they didn't stock them in bulk. Yep. You can get them for a three pack. Uh, I think they're about $15, but that's such a rip off in expensive. My yeah, when I buy them in bulk, they come in packs of 200 I think the price works out to be about $2.30 each as opposed Great. to $5 each. Yeah. So if you're
0: planning an epic threesome bender, mm. get yourself the 200 pack.
1: Yeah, if you want to
0: have threesome benders for 12 months, go for it. <laughs> well, you know, all your friends can just pool your money and get your, t- your 200 and then distribute it out yes. to all of them, oh, right? that's fantastic. I think yes. that's lovely. <laughs> it's really, really good. <laughs> You've got some really, um, really good tips around this. Thanks so much. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. I feel like not only have you given me a lot of your wisdom in the past around this stuff, Mm -hmm. also just I've learned a couple more things that we hadn't actually talked about.
1: Likewise, I feel like I've seen you from a different perspective now. (gasps) Oh,
0: really? Lifted the veil a little bit. There's a few things I hadn't told you. I hadn't told you about getting kicked in the head. No, no, you didn't. (laughs) I think we've done really well today. Yeah. Thanks for all your wisdom. Like I feel like I'm really talking to a sex industry elder. It's a privilege. Right, and I'm going to be already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't claim to be any industry know how person. But you are <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I am just a potato, as they as I like to say. Who likes to have a lot of sex?
0: A very well informed potato. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Yeah, if you'd like to find me, uh, my website is www.alicegray.com or you can find me on Scarlet Blue.
0: Great. And Alice does post quite a lot of thoughtful stuff around her experiences in the sex industry i'd really encourage that you check that stuff out thank you it's lovely thanks again for (laughs) for joining us today it's been great thank you thanks for listening i hope it's been as good for you as it's been for us as with all my encounters i love hearing feedback you can find me online at artofthehookup.com and that's also the place to go to learn more about my book project Please share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from hearing this stuff. Spread the word as well as the love, and let's make the world of hookups a better place.